from our fears. The birth of Jesus separates us from our fears. And I realize that my PowerPoint's going to be out of, out of loop there, Grace, so bear with me. But that's the first point in your outline. Is that the birth of Jesus separates us from our fears. I do have that on the slide, don't I? There you go. We can come back to that other picture in a sec. It separates us. And that's what Charles Schultz is teaching us through the Charlie Brown Christmas story. When Linus talks about the birth of Jesus, he's reminding us that that separates us from our fear. Think about it. It's at that moment in Scripture that Linus lets go. It says, fear not. Because of Jesus, you don't have to have fear. You don't have to let fear hold on to you. But the birth of Jesus also frees us from habits we are unable or unwilling to break ourselves. There are some things you're not willing to let go of. There are some habits that you still want to hold on to. There are some things that you just don't want to lose because you think they bring you enjoyment, bring you goodness, bring you peace. But there's something else about that fear and not this morning. It's that the birth of Jesus allows us to simply drop the false security we have been grasping so tightly to. And it causes us to learn to trust and cling to Him instead. You and I, we live in a world today that is a very scary place. We know that. This world is a scary place. And most of us try to hold on to something, grasp something that is temporal, that's not going to last, something that we think is going to get us through the next day, the next week, next month, next year. As we move into 2022, the world that we're walking into has a lot of difficulties that cause us to fear. But yet, if you watch this cartoon that came out in 1965, there's inspiration that you and I can find true peace. We can find true happiness in one place, in one person, and that is God the Father through Jesus Christ. But we also are able to fear not because of what Scripture says. Now, I'm not going to put the Scripture on the screen this morning. I'm not going to make any terms to them, but I would encourage you to write them down in your outlines so and come back and look at this as a reminder for you this morning. But over in Psalm 23, verse 4, we read these familiar words. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and staff, they comfort me, for you are with me. Knowing that should give us encouragement. Knowing that should help us be able to navigate whatever is coming our way. But also in Psalm 27, verse 4. One, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? He is my light, He is my salvation. What do I have to be afraid of? Why? Because the Lord is my strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? When Linus drops that blanket at that beautiful moment, there is a fact hidden in plain sight. And it gives us encouragement. What should we have to fear? What should we be afraid of? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. That beautiful moment in the middle of the Drive by Christmas special gives us encouragement that we too have nothing to fear. Just as the shepherd stood on the side of that hill when the angel appeared and said, Fear not, because God is with you. For you and for me who call ourselves a child of God, for those of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we can stand on that same assurance. Fear not. But 
there's also another scene in that video that I played. We saw him drop the blanket. But you see what else he did? He picked it back up. He says, fear not, but yet he picks the blanket back up. And there's so many questions that run through my mind as I see that scene. Why, Linus? Why pick up the blanket again? Why did you just let go of it? You just let go of that security blanket. Why did you pick it up again? I believe he's showing us a truth this morning. Linus is showing us that he knows the truth and he's able to proclaim the truth. There's knowledge as he's sharing scripture. There's wisdom as he's speaking God's word. But why pick it back up? Why pick that little blue blanket back up? Here's the answer. Because we all do the same thing. Every one of us is holding on to a blanket that we can't let go of. Every one of us is holding on to something that is keeping us from being fully committed to God. We see this story with Linus. He stands tall in that moment of faith. And there are times you and I can stand tall in those moments of faith when we proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and we make reference to what God has done in our lives, how God is moving, how God has done great things. And after we have proclaimed the good news and the peace of God, we reach down and keep up that same life and hold on to it. Because there's a fear we're not willing to let go of. There's something that we can't let go that's holding us back and keeping us back. Even though we're encouraged by looking at God's word, we're encouraged when we hear his word proclaimed and sung. Yet we still go back to that security place, which is that blanket. Everything's perfect when I'm holding on to the blanket. Everything in my world makes sense. There's a scene earlier in that Christmas special with Linus gets to be a shepherd. And Lucy says, you know you got to lose the blanket, right? And he goes, listen, this shepherd carries a blanket. He, that's security. He needs that. But what happens when your world gets turned upside down? What happens when everything starts falling apart and doesn't start going your way? And you're wondering, what am I going to do? I'm holding on to this blanket so tight that it's my security. How do I let go of it? How do I handle what's being thrown my way? Take your copy of God's Word this morning. Turn over to Luke chapter 1. <coughs> Luke chapter 1. And I debated this morning. I've been debating for a couple of weeks what to share on this last Sunday. As the, new, as the old year stops and the new year starts. And I even asked the question, is it still too late to do a Christmas passage? Christmas was yesterday. Are we still on a frame mind, a mind frame rather, of Christmas? I think we are. As the song reminded us, peace has come. We can sing no better. This morning, I want you to see what happens to a young girl when her world gets turned upside down. And she has to let go of that security that she has, the assurance that she has, and give everything to God. Familiar passage of Scripture, Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Scripture simply says this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city at Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. 
And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have been found favored. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, also has conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed and left her. Mary shows us how to react to the unexpected. Mary shows us how to handle the curve when it comes our way. We think we have our life mapped out. We think we know the plan God has for us, and he throws us a curveball. For Mary, her life was planned out according to Scripture. She's betrothed to a man named Joseph. She's going to marry this man. Yet Gabriel shows up and says, God has a different plan for you. God has a different path for you. And the sad part is you and I can experience these unexpected curves that can have a catastrophic experience on our life. So how do we approach life when we have these strange turns? How do we approach life with the difficulty of the unexpected? This morning, I want to give you some approaches that Mary used that you and I can use to handle those things that come our way we're not expecting. And how we can truly say, fear not when things don't go according to our plan, but go towards and go according to God's plan. Notice this from Mary. Mary approached her unexpected turn with favor. She expected and she approached it with favor. Did you see what the angel said about her? He said, greetings you who are highly favored. You are highly favored. Do not be afraid, Mary, for God has found favor with you. Mary is given this favor because of God's grace. Notice it's not based on her work, her merit, who she is. Mary does nothing on her part to gain God's favor. Instead, God shows her his favor and shows her his grace. And his grace is a gift to her. This baby that she would be carrying would be God's gift to us and would be the grace that he bestows to each one of us. So before you and I can handle the unexpected terms, we need to have God's grace. We need to have God's favor. Something that I've learned and continue to learn over and over again is simply this. It's God's grace or fear that will rule in our lives. Either God's grace is going to rule your life and rule your steps or you're going to allow your life to be ruled by fear. And fear is a dangerous thing. Because fear will hold you back from doing what God has called you to do. Fear will hold you back from being completely sold out for him. But notice how the angel approaches Mary. He says, highly favored. 
of all of the women in the world, Mary, God has seen you and has chosen you for what's to take place. In this unexpected turn in her life, she has found favor from God. And it's interesting in Scripture, that phrase, highly favored, is only mentioned two times in the New Testament. It's God's praise and grace that He pours out for us. It's the grace you and I receive when we accept His Son as our Savior. The same favor that Mary experienced that God showed Mary is available for you and for me who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But in order to experience the grace of God, you've got to know His Son. And you have to accept the free gift and what was given to us when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. It's once you accept that free gift, the reason why he was born and came to this world, it's then you can experience the grace of God. It's then you can be favored because God has chosen you. You are called by him. So you have a plan. You have a purpose. So God is favored. And God has shown his favor. He's shown his grace. He's shown his mercy, even in the unexpected terms. So we see that she is there, but also Mary approached her unexpected turn with faith. Notice something here. Looking back at Scripture, notice what Mary says in verse 34. She's heard this information from Gabriel. She finds out she's going to bring a child into this world. And then she makes that statement in verse 34. How can this be since I do not know a man? How is this going to happen? And notice the assurance that Mary gives. But notice something here. Mary asked that question out of faith. It wasn't, um, I don't know how it's going to, this is how it's going to work. It was a question of faith. How's this going to happen? And we see her faith in this. We see that her faith is in what God has for her. Because the minute the angel explains everything to her, she says, I'm good. Because she is using faith to understand this unexpected turn she's experiencing. She's using faith. And here's the thing that I see when I read this passage of Scripture. Is that Mary never doubted God that he would do what he said. Why? Because he is faithful. She was trusting God. It was faith that she saw from God. But for a moment, turn back to verse 18 of chapter 1 here. Go back to verse 18 of chapter 1. And notice something. The same angel shows up to a man who is a religious scholar. He is a priest. He has studied God's word. He is waiting for the Messiah to come. He has gone to the Holy of Holies to prepare and bring a sacrifice on behalf of the people. Gabriel shows up to this man that we know is Zacharias. And he tells Zacharias, guess what? You're going to be a dad. Your wife, who has been called barren, is going to bring forth a son. But notice what he says in verse 18. Notice Zechariah's wording there. In verse 18, he says to the angel, How can I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. That is plain English for I'm old and she's older. And how is this going to happen? But notice the response. For Mary, she exercises faith when she says, how's this going to work? She exercises faith because she's trusting God. Zechariah, who also should have been trusting God, is not exercising faith. How do we know? Look at verse 19. 
Look at verse 19. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God who was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which, were, which would be fulfilled in their own time. Where Mary exercises faith in this unexpected turn, Zechariah exercises doubt. How is this going to work? I'm old, she's older. Mary shows faith. She's showing her trust in God. How do we know this as believers? Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's the assurance you and I have when it comes to faith. That God will supply all our needs according to his son. And then in Psalm 144 verse 2, we read these words. My loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. For Mary and for me and for you, when things go unexpected and we're wondering how it's going to work, what are we going to do, how are we going to make it through the situation we're dealing with, here is the reminder. I don't know when or how he's going to do it, but I know and believe he will do it. For whatever you're experiencing this morning, you may not know how you're going to get through it. You may not know when you're going to get through it. But if you trust Jesus Christ, you will get through it. And that's how we handle that unexpected turn. So we do it by finding favor with God. We do it through faith. But notice that Mary also approached her unexpected turn without fear. Without fear. Because notice earlier in the scripture, the angel said to her in verse 29, not verse 29, verse 23. I can't find the verse now. Verse 30. There it is. And the angel said to her, what? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Jump down to verse 35. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Unexpected terms without fear. I love the Christology song, Who Shall I Fear? Because it has this powerful chorus. And the chorus simply says this. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. Because I know God through his son, I have nothing to fear. Does that mean I'm not going to be scared? No. Then it's those moments when I trust God to help me through the things that I'm most fearful of. It's those moments I have to accept the plan he has for me and know that he is in control of all things. Mary asked that question. How is this going to work? The angel explained it and act that she had no fear. So we have those unexpected turns. We have the favor that Mary had. 
We can overcome it with the faith she had. We can overcome it with the fact that she was without fear. But then this last thought this morning. Mary approached her unexpected turn with flexibility. 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 In baseball, the hardest thing to hit is a curveball. Because you just don't know how it's coming. And no two curveballs are the same. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got in ministry happened when I first started. And it applies to what Mary was dealing with. And it applies to what you may be dealing with today. But the advice I got from the very first pastor I served under, he said, he said this to me one day. He said, do you know the difference between a major league ball player and a minor league ball player? No, sir. He said, a major league ball player can hit a curveball. And I thought about it for a moment. In life, you may see a lot of fastballs, but there's going to be that occasional curveball. What are you going to do when it comes at you? Sometimes you have to be flexible. You have to allow God to change your plan, even though you already have everything figured out. We were talking this morning before service, talking amongst ourselves about the question was being asked. Did you know what you wanted to do when you were in high school before you graduated? Did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? And we were talking about that. I had shared that when I was in high school, my senior year, I was preparing to audition for the Marine Corps band. I wanted to play in the Marine Corps band and Johnny Elder thought I was crazy. But the Marine Corps had the best musicians. And so I got everything ready for my audition on Paris Island. And as I was getting ready for my audition, I went to my recruiter the week before my audition was to take place. And he said, okay, now we got to figure out what your job is going to be. Huh? My job? My job is to play music. Oh, no, that's secondary. I said, no, it's not. And that changed the course. And the course has continued to change in my life. And one of the things I've learned as the course has been changed with unexpected terms is that I need to be flexible. Allow God to change the path, even though that's not the path I thought I was going on at first. How do we know that Mary's flexible? How do we know she's willing to handle what God is going to have her? Look with me at verse 38. Look what 38 says. After everything has been done, after Mary has heard all the information, Mary makes the statement in verse 38. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary's response was simply this, I am your servant. Let your will be done. Remember, Mary was not yet married, but now she's fixed to be pregnant. Which was not a great thing, not a cool thing. But she did not let that fear overcome her. She did not let that worry take control of her life. Because let's be honest for just a moment. When life turns unexpectedly, what do we tend to do? We first tend to complain, criticize, and become fearful, don't we? When things don't go our way, we start trying to blame someone else. We try to criticize those around us. Or we tend to complain and say, woe is me, I'm dealing with all this. Or we become fearful and allow that fear to overtake us. But notice something this morning. In this passage of scripture that we just looked at, the reason Mary could handle this unexpected turn in her life was because who she served. 
serving. She is serving the Lord. That's why she can handle this unexpected turn. That's why she can handle what life is throwing at her. When life throws you that curveball, you go, what am I going to do? Psalm 18 verse 2 says this, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 18 verse 2. You and I have a foundation we can stand on in those unexpected terms. And that foundation has been laid because of what Jesus Christ would do for us on the cross. So guess what? You don't have to keep picking up that blanket. You can actually drop it and let go of it. But in the Charlie Brown Christmas special, Linus picks it back up. But it gets interesting when you get to the end of that program. So let's go back to Charlie Brown for just a moment. When you get to the end of the Christmas special, they all are gathered around that tree, and they're singing. And if you've ever paid attention to the Charlie Brown Christmas special, you hear in the background quietly play But do you remember when the kids start singing? They start singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Because those kids in that cartoon know the true meaning of Christmas. It's about that gift that came from heaven. But there's something else that takes place when we get to this scene you see on the screen. There's that moment where Elias finally lays that blanket down for him and puts it at the base of that tree because he knows he has nothing to fear. Because he knows the true meaning of Christmas. Because the focus changes as you're watching that special. It goes from being a focus of the tree, the focus turns to Jesus. Because Linus parts with that blanket and he parts with it for good. Because he knows who's in control. And we hear Linus and his friends sing truth. Heart the Herald Angel sings. They're proclaiming a message that was sung on the side of that hill to the shepherds. Remember those shepherds? Those shepherds heard that same word, fear not, for peace has come this day. At the end of the show, there's nothing holding Linus back anymore. He's let go of that blanket and doesn't look back. This morning, what are you holding on to? What are you not willing to let go of? What is it that is keeping you from being fully committed to God? What is it that is keeping you fearful and not trusting God in all things? This morning, you can drop the blanket. This morning, you can let it go for good. This morning, you can come just as you are and say, Father, take this fear from me. Take this worry from me. Take this blanket I keep holding on to and I keep thinking I have to have the gift of life and lay it at the foot of the cross and let Jesus have complete control of your life this morning. Come as you are. But in order to come as you are, you have to first drop the blanket. Every head down and every eye closed. This morning, you can handle the unexpected turns. This morning, you can take whatever it is that's keeping you from being fully committed to God and laying it at His feet this morning. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're wrestling with. I don't know what you're going through. But the Father of Heaven knows. 
And today, on this last Sunday of 2021, you can let go of what's keeping you from being fully committed. You can let go of that thing that's worrying you. You can let go of that thing that keeps bringing you fear. You can let go of that thing that's causing sleepless nights. You can let go of that thing that's causing you to struggle. And let go of it and give it to God and let Him deal with it. But there's a catch. Once you let go, you can't pick it back up. For Linus, he hadn't committed yet. That's why he picked his blanket back up. But this morning, whatever that blanket is you're holding on to, you can let go of it. And maybe the blanket that's keeping you from asking Jesus to be Lord and Savior because you think you have to make your life perfect first. You think there are things in your life you got to do. You have to get straightened out before you can say yes to Him. That is not the case. This morning you come just as you are and receive salvation by accepting the free gift that God gives to us in His Son coming to this world and dying for our sins. But this morning for some of you, this blanket may be something totally different. But you're still holding on to it. You're not willing to let go of it. It's keeping you from being committed to God. This morning, you can let go of it forever. For some this morning, that blanket may be the uncertainty of becoming a part of this church family. Whatever the case is this morning, my prayer is is that you would let go of what's holding you back from being sold out for God. That you would let go of what's keeping you from being fully committed to Him. That you could echo the words that Mary echoes when she hears everything. Not sure how it's going to work or how it's going to happen. She simply says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be according to His will. This morning, you can do the same thing. Father, as we come into this time of invitation, this time of response, Father, my prayer is that you speak to the heart of individuals. That, Father, in my heart of hearts, I think there are many of us that are holding on to a blanket of some sort. It's a blanket we're not willing to let go of. It's keeping us from being fully committed to you. Father, this morning, on this last Sunday of the year, help us to let go of what's holding us back from you. Help us to take Whatever that is, and simply lay it at your feet and let you handle it and let your will be handled. Father, as we move into this time of response again, move in the lives of individuals. And Father, remind us that we can come to you just as we are. Father, we pray this in your son's name.